You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Producer Darren here. Thank you so much for checking out the Next Level Podcast. Before we get into the episode, we also want to let you know about the upcoming Next Level Experience. It's going to be February 4th, 5th, and 6th in West Palm Beach, Florida. Remember, there's no cost up front and spots are filling up fast. So what are you waiting for? Go to themichaelmcintyre.com and get registered right now. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humblest host here at the Next Level Podcast. And man, have we got a baller in the room here at Studio M, baby. This guy's big daddy baller for Jesus, and I love it. He's all about the Holy Spirit. He's all about taking it to the fight. He's all about smash mouth, Holy Spirit filled, getting it done. That's my friend, my good friend, the big time league, Robbie Dawkins, an evangelist. Uh, welcome to the uh, Next Level Podcast, brother. Man, thank you for having me. I feel like I, I've arrived now that I'm on here. So, <laughs> well, listen, I, you know, we go back a little bit, right? I don't know, six, seven years, you know, yep. and uh, we first met uh, hanging around Upper Room. And I was just always impressed. And I remember you getting up in front of the room and, and just spitting fire out, man. I mean, you just, you know, and I, you know, as is a lot in most charismatic worlds, all of a sudden, the, the, the pastor will just hand somebody the microphone and we'll give them a word. <laughs> and uh, you went up there and just did it. And I was really impressed with that. And of course, I got to know your family and uh, we got to connect really great with Elijah here recently at the Next Level Experience, which is, uh, I, uh, how old is Elijah now? 20? 21. 21. Yes. Man, that, and he's, that, a, he's a good ambassador for you. That, that turned his life upside down. I'm telling you. Come on, it man. Was, I'm, I'm eternally grateful. <laughs> Seriously. Dead of gratitude. Ah. You, well, he man. went in there and played big, big time. And then you brought uh, Tatiana. Did I say it right? Tatiana. Yeah. Tatiana. Uh -huh. Yeah, your manager. And uh, man, she's a small piece of leather, man, but she's wired together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we we all loved having them at the Next Level Experience. And it was really, really awesome. So hanging out with you and deal, doing different things with you over the last few years and uh, watching you do what you do is just really marveled Stacy and I and and you know it says on your website you know you bring Jesus to the Muslim world man that's 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 smash mouth evangelist I mean it really is because you know you're not always welcome over there right right <laughs> I've been arrested three times there yeah. so yeah and and so I want you to tell our our podcast listeners and our viewers here on YouTube that about what you know, what is that like? What inspired you to get in there? Because I know your backstory a little bit about your dad, which is a fascinating story. But mm -hmm. what, what, how did you get to be that, you know, baller of, of an evangelist into the Muslim world, which is really fascinating? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I was born on the mission field. My parents were missionaries to Japan and uh, and they did. Japan is one of the hardest places in the entire world to be a missionary. Um, it's just they many people call it the graveyard of missionaries. Um, you know, there's been a lot of martyrs uh, that, that were missionaries to Japan. And uh, my parents were just people that were always like, let's go where, where it's hard. Let's go where nobody wants to go. Let's go where, <laughs> you know, where it's it's challenging where it's not easy we're like you know their their perspective was you know if, if we're going to go and we're going to be uncomfortable then we're going to be uncomfortable in the most uh, you know extreme places and extreme <laughs> wow. ways you know and so i just kind of grew up in that culture uh that was a, a big part of the culture of of who my my parents were you know my grandfather and my father were both entrepreneurs uh you know both you know, in ministry and out of ministry, um, you know, my, my grandfather really wasn't, uh, my, my grandfather on my mother's side was a farmer. So he had very much sort of an entrepreneurial thing too. And so sort of being that self-starter. So when everybody said, you know, now nah, you can't go there, you can't do that. That's not possible. That was just like saying, welcome, you know, please, come, <laughs> please do it. You know? And yeah. so anytime I hear those things, I always tell people if, if it's not hard, you know, it may not be God, you know, wow. we're always looking for the easy. We're always looking for what's going to make things simpler, what's going to make things easier. But actually, you know, kind of uh, if you look through the Bible, it's always uh, God's realm was always the challenge realm. And that was the the hard places. And so, uh, you know, as I got into youth pastoring uh, in, in my early 20s and and uh, ended up planting a church when I was 30 years old in, in Chicago and in one of the most dangerous parts of the of the city. Um, it was always even going there. I was like, I'm, I don't want to go where it's easy. I don't want to. I don't want to go where it's it's going to be simple. And and you know, um, it was you know, let's let's go let's go for the hard stuff. Let's make a challenge. You know, Paul at one point says, he goes, I I don't want to go where the gospel is being preached. I want to go where nobody wants to go preach it. You know, Come that's on. the place I want to go. And wow. that was that was really my heart. And so um, I started off working uh, with Iran and. Uh, <laughs> working with underground leaders in Iran. Some of them were, you know, above ground. Some of them were uh, registered, documented churches. Um, but those were very restricted. If they were registered with the government, they were watched uh, same as it goes for the underground church in China. If they're registered, they're being watched the entire time. Um, and so there's certain things they can't say. There's there are even registered churches in North Korea, um, but again they're they're severely watched. They have to give the party line constantly and plug stuff like that. And then um, you know when when the Ayatollahs came in and took over the country after Ahmadinejad uh, was no longer the president of Iran. Um, things got even more serious and they got even more intense. Uh, the Ayatollahs moved in and started doing mass arrests of all, almost every pastor in the nation. Um, they started, uh, you know, torturing them, killed many of them, threw them into prison. And so it, for me, that was just that ratcheted it up even more. Um, and um, and what what we see happening now today, Iran is the fastest growing church in the world. Um, <laughs> Afghanistan before this kabuffle that happened in August was the second fastest growing in the world. And so wow. part of it is, is, you know, who doesn't want to be with a part of what's, you know, growing fast and doing well, you know, 
uh, obviously that's not easy to do. You know, it's very dangerous. You can get killed doing it. And yeah. And a lot uh, have died know, doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and going to many, many have, and, you know, going to, uh, you know, going to places like that as, as, you know, because both nations speak Farsi, um, it was easy sort of uh, about 18 years ago to transition into uh, working with Afghanistan. Uh, they weren't quite as sophisticated as Iran, so it was a little bit easier sneaking in and out and, and getting kind of in and out uh, undetected. Iran was more and more getting very complicated, you know, in doing that. And so it was just one of those things, man, where it was like, Lord, you know, uh, John Wimber used to say, uh, he used to say, God, treat me like a nickel in your pocket and throw me anywhere you want me. He goes, I want to be more valuable than a penny, but I want to be as spendable as a nickel. And that was kind of like my attitude and heart was, Lord, just, you know, spend me however you want. Send me wherever you want. Send me where nobody wants to go. And, and, um, and let me do that. And so when I began to hear, you know, from the Afghans and from the Iranians, you know, nobody, you know, there were no, you know, major speakers or people that had any platform or any notoriety at all that would come to those countries because of, you know, because of fear of danger and understandably sure. so I'm not Absolutely. knocking anybody who didn't want to do it. It just, uh, but, but for me, that, that, that made it even more of a mandate. I was like, man, I got to do this. So good, and so, um, so it, it, of course, you know, with the, you know, with the Iranians and with the Afghans, it gained me a lot of equity because they're like, man, anybody who's willing to put their life on the line and come here every year and train us and equip us and then do training and equipping, you know, online and other formats, you know, uh, to see it continue on and to go. I mean, sure. it, it just, you know, they'll kind of follow you off a cliff if you do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it was, uh, it was, it was easy to gain their respect in that and to gain, you know, we had a lot of opposition. We had a lot of uh, opposition from the government. Like I said, you know, three different times in Afghanistan, I was arrested uh, a couple of times, brought in for interrogation, detained, and, you know, even uh, roughed up several different times. And uh, this past time, <laughs> last January, a year ago, I mean, they, they held me for over 48 hours and they were threatening to kill me the entire time and they actually tried um by the grace of god you know come here on, i am Jesus, come but on, it was um it was really uh powerful how god you know um came through and you know i was uh, to be honest i was being provocative i was wearing a jesus is god shirt out on the streets in the marketplace yeah. and i'm not shocked <laughs> you know and you know i'm trying to you, you know how this is even as a man of the kingdom like you are and then also a businessman like you are you know if if we don't risk nothing yeah. happens come on brother you know, uh, yeah. there, if if we don't if we don't step out and take risk and and the same goes in the kingdom of god if we're not taking yeah. risk faith is risk and yeah, it, um it, it totally what you know it really is and what you know i just you know your story is just compelling. I got a million questions going on. So yeah, one of the things that we had, we had lunch last week. And one of the things you were sharing about how, when you go over to these places that are very, uh, you know, not very welcoming, you know, there's all kinds of people say, Hey, and they're good. They, they want to help, but you know, they, they say, Hey, we'll come over there and be your bodyguard. We're, you know, ex seal team and we're ex this or uh, airborne. And you, what you shared with me was fascinating. Sh share with our audience, what you tell them. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had many people offer to pay for, you know, Blackwater security and different other types of security agencies, some of the biggest ones, most well-known ones, you know, and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll pay for and send kind of like a private little army with you, mm-hmm. like three or four or five, you know, basically, uh, you know, mercenaries that'll come and just protect you. And so, but, but I, I, I always reject it because when you do that, you're two things you're doing. Number one, you're modeling something bad for the indigenous people because they can't travel around like that. And, you know, I, as I told you at lunch, I can't imagine the apostle Paul rolling into town in a Humvee right. with 50 millimeter tra- strapped to the top. Right. You know, and, and I'm not anti-guns. Heck, I live in Texas. I own many myself, you know, Come on, baby. They're <laughs> fun. Amendment yeah. all the way. Right. That's right. And so, um, but at the same time, you know, uh, I also want, I want to model, what faith looks like. I want to model dependency and trust in God. I want to model what it means to say that, Hey, God's going to come through. He's going to show up. We're here on his business and he covers us. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, if we try to save our life, Jesus makes it clear what will happen. You'll lose it. That's right. But if you're willing to spend your life for the sake of the gospel, if you're willing to put your life out there, my job is to spend it. His job is to save it. Come on, baby. I love it. And I just, I just get so inspired by you and, you know, and, you know, almost to the point where I say, hey, next time you go over there, maybe I'll go. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Mrs. McIntyre would have to sign off on that. But that, that's why I'm growing his beard. Maybe I'll fit in more, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. But I, I just think I just love it that how you and I've seen the videos and I've seen what you've done over there and and, and holding the rallies and and, you know, you're on stage in front of a, you know, pretty much, you know, 100% Muslim group, they want to know they're hungry for the word. Yeah. And it's like you were saying, interpreters over there, they'll say, you know, and instead of saying, do you believe Jesus is Lord? And like, you'll say on stage that there's only one way to the father to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And they get rattled at that. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, that's, that's them putting their life on the line that scares them. And, you know, they'll change you know, that message, uh, when I, well, I'll say it, that Jesus is the only way and to believe in him as God is the only way to get into heaven and the only way to have a relationship with God, which of course, in Islam is a very offensive statement. And it's, mm-hmm. it's full blown blasphemy to them. Wow. You know, we know it as truth. They, they see it as blasphemy. Right. And so, um, but all of a sudden, you know, they'll change that message and they'll say, Jesus is one of the ways. And he's one of the truths. He's one of the forms to God. And, you know, this is the thing that happened, you know, in Acts 16, where the woman with the demon with the familiar spirit is chasing Paul around going, hey, these men have come here with a message from God and they're here as servants of God. But if you look at the actual translation of what she says, they are here to show you a way to God. Paul gets pissed about that because he's changing the message from Christ being the way and it's diluting the message, which is what Satan always does. He doesn't come out with a direct absolute reversal of the message but a twist on the truth a perversion of the truth and so all of a sudden you know we've had to uh, many times in the middle of me speaking i've had to change translators because i'm like no you know this guy's more concerned about saving his skin than he is about saving you know fifty thousand muslims that we're talking to you know in that moment well that that you know that shows for me that you are Robbie is you're an integrous Christian you're integrity all the way and and I like that it's not like you're coming in there you know it, you're not being a crowd pleaser you're being a Jesus pleaser I can't yeah yeah and I love that and that that's yeah. why that's why 
you've got such a great following that you put it out there and you're, you're not, you're not anything except authentic in Jesus. And I just think that's great. That's true. That's, that's awesome. what I want. Yeah. That's, that's my heart right there. <laughs> Come on, baby. I love it, man. And, and obviously you've got a huge following in this process. So, uh, so let me ask you this, what, uh, what, and I love stories. So I want to, I want you to tell a story. Yeah. I want you to tell a story and I, you've t- shared this before. And if you can, I want you to share it to our audience about the time when uh, President Trump announced that he is moving the embassy from Tel Aviv mm. to Jerusalem. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because uh, that in 2000, let's see, it was in 2017 mm-hmm. um, that I was, uh, I had just gone, I, I had gotten to Afghanistan earlier that year and I promised the Afghans, I said, Hey, I'm going to come back in six months. Uh, we'll do some more training and equipping and stuff like that. Uh, as soon as we landed, um, now we, we had always knew, known that the Taliban, ISIS, the government, the police, you know, the, the military would watch the flight manifest and they were watching for Westerners who come in. Now, even though the Taliban is the biggest, you know, enemy to all this and the biggest threat in all this, the government itself, every, a lot of people don't realize this, especially us as Westerners. In Afghanistan, everybody wants to kill a Christian. Right. Um, you wow. get more stuff in paradise as a Muslim if you do. So wow. everybody wants to. So the military, the police, all of them want to. And especially, you know, I went during Ramadan, which is the most oh, dangerous man. time to go. But that was me trying to model for them the risk of taking the risk. And mm-hmm. and so um, so when we landed, literally within 15 minutes of getting my luggage, throwing it in the car, heading to the location where we were meeting, um, I'm being poor, being pulled over and arrested by the military. Oh, and <laughs> uh, and they're holding us for hours and bringing me in, interrogating. You know, they, they give you tons of water, you know, bottles and bottles. Of bottles and that's to make you have to go to the bathroom. And then they don't let you go to the bathroom. Wow. And that's to, to get the get the answers out of you, right. you know, and and things like that. I knew that was Crazy. an interrogation method. So I was limiting myself. You know, <laughs> how much intake I had. Um, but, uh, you know, the whole time they wanted lames, locations, they wanted to find, you know, because they want to come after everybody. So finally, the, the, the military is arresting me. Then finally, they said, listen, we're going to let you go. Um, but tomorrow, the police are going to come and they're going to arrest you and they're going to bring you in and you're going to have to go through more questioning. The next day that happened. Now, the police, they were more angry. And mm-hmm. uh, they were, you know, they were like, you know, we know you're coming here to proselytize. You're coming here to share the gospel. We know you're coming to do all this stuff. And they said, we're going to be watching every move you make. We're going to catch you doing it. We are going to arrest you and uh, we'll kill you if we find out that this is what you're doing. I mean, they were just laying it out. And so, uh, Man, what finally, are you thinking at that point? What do you, what, what goes through your mind you know, at that point? It's one of those deals where you're like, okay, first, first off, if, if, if they kill me, you know, in, in, in heaven, it's not so bad. <laughs> Because, That's true. You know, anybody who loses their life for the sake of the gospel gets the closest seat in the house. Amen. I mean, you're mansion clo- waiting for you, bro. Yeah, right. there's a closest. You get the, but but even your position at the throne, uh, the scripture says, for those who lost their lives for the sake of the gospel. I mean, you're just you're right up there. You get the front row seat. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going, hey, we're going to live longer there than here, so it's not such a bad gig, you know. Wow. If, I, if they kill me for that, the torture piece is a little bit offsetting. <laughs> But, um, you know, and a little disturbing as you think of that part. Right. But 
but, you know, I'm sitting there. I've resolved in myself, you know, look, I'm not giving anything away. I'm not going to put my brothers and sisters in jeopardy. I'm not giving names and locations. And even going there, I would always tell all the guys, I would be like, don't tell me your last name. I don't want to know your last name. I just don't want that in my head. I don't yeah, want baby. somebody like, you know, the military or the secret police to be able to get it out of me. Yeah. And so I would I would limit. I would say, I don't want to know what part of the city we're in when we're meeting. I don't want to know any any particulars of of individuals just i don't want any of that just in my brain and so um you know they so they released me uh and and they said you know but we're gonna watch every move you make they said we will catch you doing this we know which and so the guys that were hosting they're like man we got to cancel everything i said no i've i've dropped thirty thousand dollars on this trip just just in the getting the Afghans from different parts of the country to Kabul to train them. And I said, I'm not, I'm not losing that. That's, that's a major investment. I'm not gonna that. That so I said, no, we're proceeding no matter what. And so, um, so I said, well, this is where we trust God and God shows up and God defends us. Well, the next day, um, they had put a guy outside of my hotel room, a guy with an AK-47, you know, looking in the people the whole time. I couldn't leave my room without this guy following me around. I was really under house arrest. And um, well, I looked out the next day and he was gone. He had been there all night the night before. He'd been there the latter part of the previous day. And then, so I opened the door and there on the on the stoop or not the stoop, but the, the door of the hotel room was the uh, uh, paper, the newspaper. And it was in English, you know, because they knew I was an English speaker. It was of the Kabul Times. And it says Donald Trump moves the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. A decision I'm ecstatic about as right. a believer, you know, right. I'm, I'm super happy about, but I'm like, oh, dear God, the timing could not be worse. Right. Not while I'm here. And of course, what happened? Riots break out. You know, they're burning cars, burning American flags, death to the great Satan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I can I have recordings of it on my phone where you can hear it right over the wall. And I mean, hundreds of thousands of Afghans protesting in the streets. It was perfect because what that did is that provided the absolute perfect distraction so that we were free. We never saw the police or the military again. We were freely ministering in the streets Come the on, entire man. time, and they never came back to see me. They, Bro, they never arrested that's some, me again. That's some big time favor right there, baby. So I always say Donald Trump saved my life with that decision. Totally oh, spared me. Totally got me out of a, a serious hot water. But it, it was absolutely, you know. Here's the thing, you know, if, if we'll just let God defend us, he will. Come on. Appreciate if we just let keep moving forward. And when it comes to people that are speaking critical of you, even when it comes to your life, let them talk, let them say their crap. Just stay focused on what God's doing and, and, and let him fight that battle for you. Amen. Amen, man. I love that. I'm all fired up just hearing the story again. And I've heard like three <laughs> times. I just, I want to go out there and do something, you know? So, uh, yeah. So with all that, I mean, you, you've come a long way now. Do you, who do you take on these trips when you go over? Do you take your family or is it just, is it other missionaries, crazy Christians like you? Or who do you, who do you take with you? Who do you take? <laughs> with, with, we, you know, we've made trips to Turkey, places where there's, where, where you're not, you're still being watched, but not as much. Yeah. Uh, I've taken, you know, people to, uh, to Turkey, to Armenia, to uh, different Muslim countries that I've been to in and around that area. When it comes to Afghanistan itself, 
you know, my plan is to go back this year, even yeah. with the Taliban occupation. Uh, but, you know, because all of the Afghan refugees that we've, you know, we've been able to help uh, bring to freedom over uh, almost 400 Afghan refugees, just our ministry alone. I love that. I know you were telling me that the other day and I asked you about that. And, and you, I remember you put out a, uh, a video. I think you put out a video on, on Instagram. And some people started donating some money and you guys went over there and you got your connections and you pulled 375 Americans or green card holders out of there. Yes. Yeah. And then on top of that, Afghans as well, you yeah. know, who were who were who all, you know, as a part of the underground church would have been killed. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's been a it's been an incredible effort, you know, uh, and, and so many of these, uh, guys, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that this has happened to, I mean, you got to realize, I mean, with the, with the Afghan refugees, particularly, and even the Americans that, that were rescued in it, I mean, they want to go back, they want to go back and they want to see this country restored to the Afghan people and be taken away from this, you know, tyrannous, ruthless, group of killers right known as the taliban absolutely and um you know and and see freedom come you know to their nation and also continue to see them uh be one for the gospel i mean you, i was just on the phone with a friend of mine uh who's in the area who uh is an afghan refugee and already he's led 20 people to christ just from the refugee community uh, there's another guy that's still in Afghanistan. That's a guy that I'm mentoring and working with that he has led over 11 Taliban members Come on. to Christ. Come and on, he's led man. over 20 people to Christ just since the crisis in September, just since the end of September. I love that. Uh, he's done that. These guys are on fire, man. And the people that are here, the Afghans that are here, they want to win the other Afghans to Christ and then send them back to take back their country and to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ there. So, I mean, it's, on, it's an incredible thing that's happening. And it, let me just throw this quick yeah. plug. In the DFW area on April 10th, uh, we're still working out the details, but we're going to have a special night of bringing all these Afghan refugees together. McIntyre, I would love it if you had come. Come on, and man. All of the, all the Afghan refugees together and a bunch of Christians together. And some of these Afghan refugees are not believers yet, but share the gospel with them, have a night of worship, both in English and in Dari, uh, the language that they speak, and do a gospel presentation and have you know some special Afghan food. But uh, April 10th, we're looking at doing that at this point at Sojourn Church in, in Carrollton, Texas. Oh, yeah. I love but, that church. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's in the area, please mark your calendar. Watch my social media on Instagram, yeah. and Facebook and come on, come and join us because we really want to get the the Americans involved with the Afghans and to befriend them and to help them. Some oh, of them just, you got to realize a lot of them are, are, you know, they're uh, one of the ladies that's a friend of ours, you know, she has to take her two little babies. She has a three-year-old and a one-year-old and get on the bus just to go to the grocery store. She doesn't know a soul here. It's like they've been dropped in the middle of Mars, you know? Crazy, man. And so anybody who can meet Afghan refugees, please do that. Okay. Please befriend them. Please be kind to them. They're some of the most beautiful people in the entire world. Like Come I, on, brother. Like I love spirits that. They're so good. It's and true. whether they're Christian or not, if That's they're right. not Christians, share Jesus with them. That's right. Don't go back. Let That's them right. know. And I'm That's serious. Right. Do that. No, I get it, man. I love that. You know, it reminds me, uh, and this is, you know, I studied this stuff and I love history, but back in the 70s, uh, mid 70s, uh, Cambodia 
you know, uh, they uh, they were ravaging. They had a bad dictator over there, started killing people in the rice fields and took over the whole cities. And I think we in, we brought over like 400,000 Cambodians. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. Yeah, there's a movie called The Donut King out on yep. uh, uh, great Netflix. movie. It great is. Movie. And th- this guy and, you know, the, the Christians helped these people. The Christians were there. Yep. Uh, the Lutheran Church, the Methodist Church, all of them came together and they helped these people and, and let them get settled and began careers. And these people, some of these people have created massive amounts of wealth. And at the end of the show, at the end of this, if you watch that, if my listeners watch The Donut King, which I highly recommend, they don't say this, Netflix doesn't say this, but the, the man does give his life to Jesus and he comes yeah. back and, and really does well in real estate. But but these are the same kind of people. These people are hard workers. They want it. And Very you know, hard they, they would prefer to live in Afghanistan and have their own ways, but they understand that they would die there because of these, you know, eighth century baboons over there that are just, you know, hideous. Uh, and so, yes, I love that. Sojourn, I love, Sojourn's awesome, man. I like those guys. Yeah, there. it's great. It's a great church. It great is. Church. I, I think we we didn't we hang out there that time when Chris Valentin and Sean Bowles came in out there. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, absolutely, April tenth. And for uh, some of you coming in from out of state, man, it's a good it's a good place to hang. in. the weather's nice here in Dallas. Fort Worth in, in April, it'll be a good time. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just uh, get on Robbie's deal. So Robbie, if somebody wants to get a hold of you. And donate because I know you take donations because you guys, mm-hmm. you got expenses. You got to send people out there. I imagine that you've got to grease a lot of palms once you get over there. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, it's something I don't like to do, but you have to do it. Right. Uh, it's a way gotta, of life for them, isn't it? It is. It's the, and they, and it's, and it's built into the system of how things work, you know, yeah, both yeah. in Afghanistan and Pakistan and Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan, right. they're all, they all kind of have that, that thing about it. And so, yeah, I mean, what we're, we, we've still got about a little more than a hundred people that we're trying to rescue that we're trying to get out uh, to freedom right now. We had three of our guys that, uh, that, that were arrested by the Taliban. We really thought they would kill them by the grace of God. We got some people praying and, and they didn't kill them and they released them. The bad thing is a lot of people don't realize this. What happens is, is that when they do that, they, they will release them, but then they can't go to anybody because they're putting whoever they go see in jeopardy. So they have no place to stay, but my website, Robbie Robbie with a Y, dawkins.com uh and if you just do forward slash partner it'll show you right there where you can contribute to the cause of helping afghans and helping the underground church in the muslim world uh you know uh mcintyre we're, we're looking at starting schools uh we're going to start it. a school in afghanistan eventually we were planning on it happening this year um right now of course because of what's taking place that'll be delayed but uh we ultimately want to start one in iran we want to start one in armenia and uh, and also in Iraq in northern Iraq. And those are uh, three locations, four locations that we're uh, that we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, doing and, and have relationships and have boots on the ground there that are working with us. And it's just an exciting time. I'm telling you, the way that we're going to see transformation come to the Middle East and to Central Asia is not going to be done, done through governments. It's going to be done through the kingdom of God. It's the yeah. only way to see a nation truly transform and change and to see the power that Christ can bring. And uh, man, it's just, it's exciting to be a part of because you yeah. know, it's most- no, I, lo- I love your heart in this. Let me ask you this. Cause I, I yes, sir. and, and, and uh, a note to my producer, Darren, please make sure you put this stuff in the uh, call notes uh, on here. So our, our listeners and podcast and our viewers 
can get and get and donate to Robbie's cause. Uh, but uh, do I hear a lot now? Verify this. Maybe it's changed. But at one time, wasn't God really coming to a lot of Muslims in a dream? Oh, it still is happening. Okay. That is that is constantly taking place. Um, you know, and and what what they they call it the man in white um, because it. it's it's how uh, it's how he just shows up. Uh, to them. And it's, and it's so exciting because when that happens, it, it totally brings a, um, it brings a reality of Jesus right in, into them. And uh, now what's interesting is that, and I can tell you, uh, I can tell you hundreds of stories of that, right. just where that Jesus just shows up a, a, a friend of mine. Uh, I was just meeting with a guy this past Saturday in uh, Seattle, Washington, who was a part of a, a SEAL team. And he was actually holding some guys, uh, some ISIS guys, um, in, uh, Northern Iraq, um, in, at right outside of Mosul. And he said, man, the Lord spoke to him. And I mean, this is a big ripped, you know, seal team dude, you know? And he said, um, he said, man, the Lord spoke to me and said, preach the gospel to him. And he goes for three days, God kept telling me. And I thought, I was like, Lord, this is ISIS. These guys, this is ISIS. Well, and, and, and so his interpreter uh, was nervous. And he said, I, I don't want to interpret what you're saying. And he goes, you have to, you're contracted by my government. You got to translate this. <laughs> so he starts preaching to them and they, they're listening and they're nodding. And they're like, and he thought at first, he goes, man, they're just doing this. He goes, you got to realize these guys hate us. And he goes, so the, so the fact that they're listening and they're warmed, you know, to what I'm saying is shocking. Wow. And then he goes, and then one of the main leader looked at me and he goes, he goes, well, I got to tell you, we're listening to you because three days ago, when God spoke to him to tell them, he said, we started having dreams of this man in white who said, I am God and I have this SEAL team member who's going to tell you about me, and I want you to embrace what he says. Come on, and Jesus. So, so all five of them accepted Christ because the SEAL team member was like, hey, you know, you know, here's a dude who's 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 living the most extreme life as a SEAL team member. And then, but truly in the heart, you know, he's a kingdom guy. Yeah. And so he said, he goes, nothing we were doing as the military was going to change these guys. Not right. at all. Right. He said, what I did as a kingdom man, I know that's what changed them. I and it's it. so true. And so we're hearing those stories all the time and, and where the Lord will even say, embrace me, receive me. There's a friend of mine whose name Akmed, and he has this, he, his, his chest, you know, all those guys have black, jet black hair. Right, you know, right. he's, he has this jet black chest hair, but right in the center is a white, all white hair handprint. And that's where in a dream, when he was sleeping in Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, when he, as he's as he's waiting, you know, for uh, during Ramadan and for these uh, special events to uh, to happen as he's there, Jesus appears to him and puts his hand on his chest and says, you are now mine. Come on. And he Jesus. replies and Come he on. says, yes, Jesus, I am now yours. And then he said, when I woke up, he goes, everything had changed in my life. Everything was different. God had completely transformed me. And so, you know, now, now what's interesting is that the Iranians are sad about these stories. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is they're like, Jesus is having to do our job for us. Wow. That's our job. And the fact that he's having to go and do it because we aren't is showing that we're not being a good church for him. Wow. Now, think about that. What about us in the West? 
What about us here in our comfort and our, you know, and our lap of luxury here? Yes. Having everything we want, having everything we need. You know what I mean? All of a sudden here, these guys are going, you know, I mean, it's just, it really stops and it speaks to the fact that, man, we got to get bolder about our faith. We got to get bolder about sharing who Christ is and not worry. So what if people reject us? So what if people tell us you're stupid? We're not getting a bullet to the head like they are in Come Afghanistan. On. Isn't that the truth, bro? You know, it's so it's so truthful. I remember, you know, and I and uh, I got I was fortunate. And I got the I got to speak at uh, Storehouse last week. And um, you know, listen, if you're putting on the Jesus jersey, man, you got to show up, right? Come on. If, if you're wearing the Jesus jersey, you got to show up. Be bold in Christ. You know, I kind of call it, you know, balls out for Jesus. <laughs> That's the way I gotta go, man. Somebody said you should hashtag that or make a T-shirt out of it. But uh, but I, I I'm just all you know. Look, if you're not gonna be all in, then get out, right? I mean, right. you know, uh, you know, yeah. You know, like Jesus said, I think he said, you know, if you're either hot or cold, mediocre, you know, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out, right? That's and right. So I want yeah, I want you to be there, all on or be all out. Don't go in there because so many times, as you know, uh, the mediocrity is what kills our our, our marketing in Christianity, right? Yep. And uh, that's what I love about you, Robbie. That's why I get so on fire for you because you 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 walk to talk, you talk to talk, and, and you breathe the talk, and and you're all about that. And it's quite impressive, man. And and I just seen here just in the last I don't know five six years, you've just gotten like you're just blowing up. And I think I know from your roots in Chicago. Were you on the mean streets of Chicago? And my God, there's some mean streets in Chicago, bro. Oh yeah. And it sounds like they're getting meaner every day too. And I know that's there's some true. other. Bro- there's some other brothers in Christ up there fighting that battle. And we need to pray for them as well. But absolutely. So let me ask you this. And I asked uh, all my guests, yeah, what, what word are you uh, on right now? What kind of, what, what kind of word are you standing on right now? And, and are you reading any, anything fascinating? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, right now, something that, and this is just something God's been speaking to me. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're facing a, a situation where our government is trying to control even more, trying to shut down even more, trying to control and dominate even more. And man, one of the things that, uh, you know, I keep hearing from the Lord is don't allow it. Don't allow it. Oh. Don't, don't, don't just, you know, don't be enslaved. Don't just yeah. go along, you know, but at the same time, you know, the, the strongest way that we can rebut that is not even taken to the streets and holding signs, but advancing the kingdom of God. I mean, you know, when, Whenever this type of thing happened, this is the plot of Satan himself is That's to dominate right. the world that God created. That's right. And that made for us all to have dominion authority over rather than uh-huh. just a few who are trying to rule the rest of us. And that we've got to step out of that place of freedom. But I'm going to tell you something. What I keep hearing the Lord saying is now is the time more than ever that people step up, be strong, be bold. And, and, and assert their faith and be, be right. very publicly demonstrating of it. And also don't shrink back. You know, w- people get scared in political conversations and things like that. Why? You know, w- we're certainly not seeing that on the more liberal side of things. They're being Come very, on. very forthcoming. If you're on that side, you know, stop complaining about people that are conservative that are speaking up because you, right. you, you've been dominating it. <laughs> you know, we've got to be, yeah. we've be, more to- all- be, be more tolerant as you progress to be. You know, we've got to step, we got to step it up and not sit yeah. there and just, and just, you know, let a ring be put through our nose and be towed along any longer. The other thing about it too, is that, uh, you know, it is, you know, and, and churches are having a tendency to sort of lay back in a lot of their, a lot of these types of things and going, oh, well, really? you know, we don't want to upset anybody. We don't, let me tell you something. 
you know, I people who are going to hell looking at me complaining about you preach too much to me. Yeah, I'll take that. Amen, you know, brother. if somebody is is somebody is meeting their end, they're going to be very grateful. The fact that I was, you know, very strong in my faith, that I was very, uh, you know, forthcoming and outspoken. Other, they're going to be grateful for that. I would rather have that than them going saying, "Why didn't you tell me? That's Why right. Why didn't you say anything? Yeah. Why didn't you communicate anything? I thought you cared. Why you didn't know? you make I, me feel more uncomfortable? Why didn't you? I, you know, why didn't you take take me persecuting and mocking you instead? you know, and, and exactly. walking through that, you know, it's so true, man. And that, that's why, that's why you're, you've got so much favor in this kingdom and, mm. and, and, and out there in the Muslim world, man, because, and the other thing I love that you do, Robbie, and you say it on your website, you guys got to check out his website. It's, it's, it's baller, uh, is you say, you know, taking Jesus, the practical way to the Muslims and you're yeah. not over there, you know, doing some big, theological deal you're out there teaching the you know here it is steak and potatoes baby and you're you know and you've got to have a you've got to have a demonstration you yeah. can't just have proclamation you can't just have talk good. you know the kingdom of god has to be demonstrated you will not win muslims to christ by just talking the way that you win a muslim is by an encounter yeah and it and an encounter is you praying for them and they get healed yeah you pray for them they feel god's manifest presence you you get a word of knowledge that you share with them something that god shows you even the littlest bit of information it blows blow, them away doesn't it it blows them away and they're and as you said you know at the top of the program they're hungry for it they're yeah. desperate for it they they're are. eager to have it you know a lot of people don't realize how mystical muslims are they're very very mystical people mm -hmm. a matter of fact you talking about what i'm reading a, a friend of mine uh by the name of rick love wrote a book called muslims magic and the kingdom of god and it's a phenomenal book and it really helps you uh you I know like the title it is it's yeah. really really powerful uh muslim magic and the kingdom of god by rick love and cool. then there's also another one uh that's called um uh, that's called uh, Muslims, Christians are, are, are uh, yeah, Muslims, Christians and Jesus. Uh, that's another good one. If people just want to understand how to have conversations. I love that. Bottom line is if you just talk about Jesus, stay yeah. focused on Jesus, because Muslims, a lot of people don't realize they don't believe in the same Jesus in the sense they believe he was just a prophet. And they right. believe he was right. below Muhammad. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the truth is we know that he's actually God. That's and right. that he's actually much more than just a prophet, that he's yeah. a prophet, a priest, a king, and that he's ruling and reigning. And so keeping keeping conversations on those types of things and, and relating to, you know, those types of things. And another another book, I mean, these, these are kind of older books, but they came out of Harvard years ago, uh, getting getting uh, to yes, getting past no. These are these are not Christian books, but they're books on negotiation. I mean, you I like that. Yeah. yeah. Listen. These are phenomenal books because it helps you understand how to bridge the gap right. with anything, whether it's in business, whether it's with yeah. your boss on your job uh, of, of, of the power of negotiation. Uh, but but one of the things that those books have really helped me in doing uh, is really understanding how to communicate. Like even it, it, it helped me when I was arrested in January last <laughs> year, when I was there, it, it gives you an understanding of how to approach the negotiation process, how to approach. And you got to realize when we're, when we're even talking about presenting the gospel, I mean, this is a, you're, mm -hmm. this is a form of negotiation. You're negotiating for somebody's right. soul That's for their right. eternity. Amen. And so 
understanding how to do that and how to breach that and how to approach that. But those are just some of the books that That's I've great. been revisiting even late, even lately. Once I'll have I've those, I'll have those put in the call notes as well. Let me ask you this. If somebody's interested, if some one of our listeners or some one of our viewers says, Hey, I want to come over there with you to Afghan, to, to, you know, to Iran, whatever stand, you know, how would it, it, do you take application? How is that process done? On our, on our website, uh, we're, we're, we're right now we'll take groups to more safer Muslim countries. So like, you know, we're taking a look at doing a trip to Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, to Turkey. Uh, we'll be taking a trip to Armenia. Okay. Uh, these are these are places where that you got to you got to kind of get your feet wet um, yeah. going to Afghanistan. If you go there, you First really time. have to understand yeah. Muslim culture. Yeah. If you don't understand and not just Muslim culture, but their Muslim culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very different, you know, going from Afghanistan. So, to they, so they need to, they need to crawl before they walk on this thing. Yeah. yeah. But there's some of the, we, we call those team trips and it's on my website. Okay. Bobby Dawkins dot com. OK. It if people go to you can see some opportunities that are there not all of them are currently listed uh you can email us there's an email address you can email us and write us and part of it is is for safety's sake you know that we can't yeah. list all the trips that are on there right. I, I you know i go to the middle east about once a month and wow. so um but but we don't take team trips every time yeah um you know and so a lot of that is looking after the afghans that we currently are, are housing and feeding and taking sure. care of uh while they're you know uh getting integrated into new countries uh but then a lot a lot of it is again work that we're doing with our schools and so anybody who wants to like you said help with that yeah. you know that information is there or if you want to join us for a trip where we we took uh, 50 people with us to turkey a couple of years ago awesome. and um and it was it was incredible saw a lot of amazing things happen and so it's really uh it's really it's it, it's life-changing when you do that yeah i hear so, they've got a beautiful coastline too Oh, they really do. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, yeah. You, you go to the, the, the Izmir area and to Kushadasa. I mean, it's a vacation spot. It's yeah, a beautiful man. vacation awesome. spot. So uh, if, you, if, if they want to donate money for these things or whatever, they just go to your website and give. And uh, I love that. And you really, you know, uh, of course, I know a lot of our listeners are, you know, tithers and they give. But what I love about, you know, giving to your organization, it's really it's really reaching out there on the edge of, of the evangelist is the, is, it's the, really it's, it's crossing the line. And I like it, you know, cause Jesus crossed the line all the time. Yeah. I mean, he walked through Samaria, you know, and sat sure. down with the Samaritan, which is no Jew ever did that. Right. Right. And so that's what I love about you guys, Robbie, uh, at your Dawkins ministries, you guys crossed the line. There's a, somebody put the line in and he said, heck, I'm crossing that sucker as soon as I can. You know? <laughs> and, you, and you guys do that, you know, and I love that about you. So uh, be generous to this uh, organization because they, they are doing God's work. So, Robbie, thank you so much for joining us at the next level. Because, bro, you you exemplify next level, baby. I mean, the, I think you're the next next Mike. level out there. And uh, our prayers are with you. And we thank you for your boldness. We need we need you in this fight. And it's a spiritual battle, I know. And also, it can be a physical battle for you. And yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, our listeners, we ask for you to pray for Robbie Dawkins and, and his team. Uh, bless them financially and get on there and subscribe and see what's going on. And, and uh, if you're interested, I know some of you out there have burning desires to go to the Middle East and, uh, you know, rock on, man. I mean, this is your opportunity. Go with somebody that knows and it's been, you know, he's been at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And <laughs> he knows all of them well, right? All right, my man. Any last words for our listeners? Man, everybody just just go for it. This is not the time to shrink back. It's now the time to step up. That's all I have to say is just don't 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 shrink back. Don't wait. Don't 
create the future. God's put it in our hands to do as his people. Let's do it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my man, thank you so much. Cheers, brother. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you, sir. Privilege. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.